We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guy Cody here, also joined by my friend Adam Hensley. Adam, the Colts have finally, I think, finalized their staffing moves here. Finally, you know, it's taken a long time with, you know, initially the hiring chain Steichen. Now he's taken a little bit of time to get his guys, you know, a couple weeks out from his intro press conference. Uh, but it is official. Uh, the Colts are bringing back defensive coordinator Gus Bradley and his staff, which is definitely huge. One other thing the Colts did finalize their offensive line coach. Uh, it's Giants, former Giants, I guess, assistant offensive line coach Tony, Tony Sperano Jr. Um, so interesting enough, Adam, we'll start with that before we get into the Gus Bradley, which will be the, you know, the, the primary talking points, I think, from this episode. But Tony Sperano Jr., a guy that was from New York, um, you know, obviously solved Shane Steichen twice a year last year. And uh, interesting enough now, you know, Steichen pulled zero guys of note from Philadelphia uh, onto his staff. Two guys from a division rival. Uh, also, the other one, obviously, uh, running backs coach DeAndre Smith as well. So uh, overall, what are your thoughts on this new hiring, Tony Sperano Jr., and, and just the way that Shane Steichen's kind of built his offensive staff now with all these guys he has? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it tells you what that he's going to follow his process, right? Mm-hmm. You know, again, I know we're going to touch on the Bradley hiring, but you and I were just kind of chatting about this prior. He's been very methodical. He was introduced what a week, week and a half ago now. Um, he's brought his his people on. He's done it his way. You and I have been kind of you know texting back and forth on the on the Bradley side of the thing, and I always thought this was coming. Um, so I think it just solidifies, hey, look, we're now going into the scouting combine, which starts in two days. Um, he now has his staff solidified. I think offensive line, don't be surprised if they go even offensive line heavy, heavy here in this draft. Um, if not, you know, an Isaac Ciamolo or somebody like that. It also tells me that he wasn't as impressed with Kevin Mawai as we heard two years ago. Right. Strasser was here. Kevin Moai was the assistant. You thought maybe Jeff Saturday, that could be where he stayed. Um, but we started hearing rumblings last week that, you know, that definitely wasn't going to happen either. So sounds to me like new regime. He loves the running game and in, in, uh, <laughs> for the Giants, obviously, uh, I think, which could spell great things for Jonathan Taylor. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, guys, just uh, so you know, Shane Syke now filled out his staff, offensive coordinator, uh, obviously Jim Bob Cooter, who was formerly with the Jaguars, was their pass game coordinator, tight ends coach Tom Manning, who actually, ironically enough, he was the offensive coordinator for the Bearcats, but he didn't even like, you know, he got the got that position and then he didn't even have a full year with it. So, um, and then running backs coach DeAndre Smith and finally offensive line coach Tony Sperano Jr. So that fills out Shane Steichen's staff. Now flipping it over to the other side of the ball, Adam, the Colts. I mean, I think it was pretty presumed after you didn't hear anything on that front for a while. Um, and even before this announcement came up, I was pretty sure Gus Bradley was coming back, but the Colts do make it official. Gus Bradley is coming back as defensive coordinator for this year. Obviously, him and Sykin have some connections from, I believe it was the Chargers years ago. Um, they have some connections there. And so, uh, you know, when when Sykin was, you know, doing his intro press conference, uh, you know, Gus Bradley was there. And, uh, you know, they've had, he's talked highly about Bradley in the past. And it seems like these guys have a good history together. And so, overall, Adam, I, I think a lot of us were going to be fine and good if the Colts brought back Gus Bradley. But uh, we definitely didn't want it to be a move where, where Shane Steichen felt like I have to bring him back. And so it doesn't seem like it's that kind of move, which is great. And it definitely seems like, you know, he wasn't committal, you know, to keeping Bradley at first or, or Bubba Ventrone, which obviously, obviously Bubba Ventrone's moved on from, from Indy to go to Cleveland. But uh, overall, it's really just an interesting thing. Um, and I think it's a good thing for the Colts. And it's just one less thing that Shane Steichen has to worry about. You know, the whole defensive staff is in place still here in Indy. What are your thoughts on the Colts bringing back Bradley and kind of the implications that that has? Yeah, I mean, contrary to what seems to be popular public opinion, I think Bradley did an amazing job last year with his defense. Um, you know, if you look at his, you know, let's call it first 65 plays of the game, the team did much, much better than they did in those last 25 plays of the game. Yes, mm -hmm. I said that right. We gave up literally like 80 plus plays a game last year. Um, so, you know, they were able to still get some pressure, which is interesting because that's been one of the kind of knocks, I guess, against a Bradley defense. There was some pressure. Um, they did have some turnover ability. I look to see that grow. I think the continuity, it also tells you that, that he's got some of his guys, right? But they had already let Yannick Ngakwe walk. Uh, they did terminate that contract a few weeks ago, right? Um, and so I think you're probably going to see guys like Brandon Faison go. I think those guys are going to go. But I think guys like EJ Speed, Zaire Franklin, um, obviously you still got Shaq Leonard. Unfortunately, I think one of the guys, one of the four, Shaq, Zaire, EJ, and uh, Bobby Okirke, I think one of those guys are on the outside looking in. Um, it's been pretty well documented, the Colts cap issues. Um, but I, but I also think they're pretty solid, solid, at least in the middle up front, you got Defoe and, and Grover, um, some restructuring possibly going to be happening here in the next few days with Defoe, um, to clear up some cap space I'm hearing. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I like Bradley. I, I feel like he fits, you know, you go all the way back to January 6th where he said he wanted to stay. Um, and then of course, you know, the talking heads out there where the Colts were blocking Gus Bradley from going somewhere. To me, his statements have always said he doesn't want to go anywhere. Um, I think his connection with Steichen and the fact that Steichen did take this long, once hired to keep him, says Steichen wasn't forced to do so. So I think all in all, uh, new regime, we're getting off to a good start, right? It doesn't seem like a Jim or say thumbprint of forcing is going on with this with this group. 
Yeah, I'll be interested to see, you know, what guys do stay, what guys do go. Um, I do wonder, like with the Okereke thing, I know he's probably going to be looking for a big payday, but I do, I did wonder, like, and I do think, you know, even though I do think he probably will move on, um, I do think like there is a, you know, if there was ever a chance he does return, it would probably be working with Richard Smith, the linebackers coach, who obviously is on Gus Bradley's staff, who got the most out of him last year. Um, and so, yeah, I just think what that unit was able to do, um, you know, and what what they were able to bring in. Um, I really thought that unit played well. They weren't perfect. They had, I think, down the stretch, they kind of had some issues. But, you know, there was some injuries that happened. Obviously, the offense wasn't helping them out at all the whole year. But the defense won you. I mean, really, three out of the four games you won last year, Adam. So it's not a perfect defense. They definitely have some room for improvement. But I thought the defense was far from the issue last year. So, um, you know, you bring in a guy like Shane Steichen, presumably you bring in a rookie quarterback. Uh, the defense, you do have to, I think there is some still some things you need to address, you know, defensive line, defensive end, what are you going to do there, you know, with some of those things, how are you going to get some pressure, you know, and, and maybe work on corner a little bit, how are you going to address that? But overall, I feel like this defense is in a pretty good place, all things considered. And so it'll be interesting to see based off of the guys that the Colts brought in last year, who are some other names they're going to be looking in, looking to bring into? And you talked about it, you know, with the combine this week, that just helps things run so much smoother. You already know the kind of guys you're looking for. You don't have to basically start over in that department. And so uh, I think that just serves everything well. And uh, I'm really intrigued just to see what that means, you know, from the defensive side of things and what the Colts decide to do personnel wise moving forward. Um, so yeah, overall, I thought it was good. It was very expected. I think Gus Bradley would come back to Indy, and I, and I just think it's a it's a good re-signing or a good bringing back, if you will, here for the Colts. And, uh, you know, I'm just intrigued to see who they bring in on the defensive side because I do think it's going to be a very, and it should be, a very offensive-focused offseason. I really think the Colts need to focus on getting the quarterback right, getting him some weapons, getting him some protection, uh, but then also, you know, they got to work on getting some other things tweaked on this defense. And I think the they have the opportunity to do so with Gus Bradley coming back and, and just the things he's been able to do and things he was able to do last year. And so, you know, you see guys like, you know, some of those young guys that uh, really stepped up in Gus Bradley's system last year. You talked about EJ Speed really stepped up last year. Zaire Franklin obviously had, you know, a career year for him. And, you know, guys like Rodney Thomas in that bat, in that secondary really, you know, coming to fruition and really looking good. Like I'm intrigued to see how some of these young guys, and then a guy like Nick Cross, who really didn't see a whole lot of playing time last year. You know, does he get more of an opportunity this year being in the system? It's not, and, and it'll make it easier for guys like Nick Cross and Rodney Thomas, who are going into year number two, you know, to maybe take that next step. You know, Rodney Thomas obviously had a great rookie year, but you know, he could even get better. So I'm just really looking forward to how that's going to work out and how that's going to play out. Um, and, and it just seems maybe there's some guys from previous stops with Gus Bradley that and they're like, Hey, I want to go to Indy. So I think that definitely is, uh, is going to be interesting. And, and I'm interested to see kind of how that plays out, man. Yeah. You know, do we, do we go bad train? There's, there's a couple guys that I've got my eye on, you know, intriguingly enough, there's, there's pretty high chatter around Khalil Matt getting caught out there. Um, <laughs> which could be an interesting guy, but the one I'm really interested in and I've had my eye on since he was drafted was Marcus Davenport in New Orleans. Mm. Um, you talk about a guy who can get pressure and play in multiple spots on that defensive line. He's interesting. I look to see Isaiah Rogers continue to grow. Um, unfortunately, I think that does squeeze Kenny Moore out, um, especially with the salary cap hit that he has. There's a, I think Stampede Blue did something last week um, where by cutting Kenny Moore or restructuring, you can save nine plus million or something. 
um, going against that cap. And with the team that's sitting at like 11 or 12 million right now, pre Matt Ryan decision, mm-hmm. um, that you're going to need to probably make some difficult moves here. And Isaiah Rogers climbed last year and looking like a comparable Kenny Moore from the year before, it may have Kenny looking on the outside in. So yeah, yeah definitely interested, right? Um, look for this Matt Ryan news to hit this week, by the way. Okay. Uh, I would expect that you're going to see it this week. Um, at latest, the backside of the combine. Um, there's some pretty good steam here recently about him going into the broadcast booth. Um, we know he's a good man. We know he's a good person. If that all holds true and he truly does believe he's on his way out, like some of us here do believe he is, then there's a chance that he gives the Colts a huge gift in parting with a $35 million hit that would be this year's uh or 29 million, I think it is, sorry, that would be this cap hit this year. Um, and just retiring. He retires, and that's 29 million when we were thinking we were getting 17. So that's pretty big in an offseason like this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, cool. We'll keep uh, up to date, guys, with Colts news and stuff of that nature. But uh, thanks, Adam, for coming on, giving some of your insights, some of the things you're hearing inside the Colts building right now. But, guys, let me know your thoughts on the Colts bringing in finalizing their offensive staff and also bringing back Gus Bradley and his staff. That'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.